When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Marina to you all, and it's uh, Marina to Jamie Wall. Of course, the Hurricanes have uh, uh, announced their man. The Super Rugby coaching carousel has been on since Razor's uh, preference was to snare Holland and McDonald from their current roles. And, of course, uh, Aaron Major has said, uh, no more for me at Moana Pacifica. And Clark Laidlaw has found his uh, stop as head coach of the Hurricanes, a stop he's very familiar with as a former assistant coach. It's understood the Blues wanted Laidlaw also, leaving them spinning well longer than they might have hoped for. The Crusaders are supposedly honing in on their last couple of names, and Moana Pacifica, of course, also need their next leader to offer some sort of hope for their winless group. Jamie Wall joins us now. Jamie, good morning to you. Yeah, kia ora, good morning, Smithy. Thanks for having me on. No, no problem at all. Uh, Jamie, I'd love to go to you because, uh, one, it's your Hurricanes, and now it's Clark Laidlaw. Is that a good fit, do you think? Oof, well, that's a good question. I mean, I, I've had a few dealings with Clark o- over the years, and he's certainly a, a very nice guy and, and very good to deal with in the media. Um, but uh, the fact still remains that he, he hasn't really been a 15s coach for quite a while now. I mean, obviously he's got the under-20s uh, right now, uh, but that's hardly where you'd think the sort of calibre of coach that would be stepping up to take charge of a, of a super rugby team uh, would be that right now. It, that, that, to me, is the concerning thing. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't want to judge Clark uh, on his um, coaching ability until he's actually had a few games under his belt. He may, he may be great. You know, he, he might be. We're going to w- have to wait and see. But I think that this whole situation says more about uh, Super Rugby coaching uh, appointments just in general. You mentioned just before that obviously the Crusaders are looking for a new coach. I don't think they're going to have too much of an issue finding someone who they want. Um, the Blues are looking for a new coach, and it was really it's really interesting to hear that they were after Clark Laidlaw as well. And then obviously Moana Pacifica need a new coach. Uh, and I'm just struggling to actually come up with any names off the top of my head as to who's going to fill those positions, so, apart from probably Rob Penny um, down at the Crusaders. That seems like a natural fit for me. So I think that the appointment itself uh, is is one that had been signalled uh, because it was kind of the only one the Hurricanes really, really had. But... The entire situation is says more about where Super Rugby and Super Rugby head coaches sit in the grand scheme of things. Um, because, you know, we had a chat not that long ago about the All Black coaching appointments, how Leon McDonald and Jason Holland uh, would rather go and be assistants uh, to someone rather than be head coaches in their own right. I don't think that's that's a particularly healthy situation for Super Rugby to be in. Jason Holland, uh, you mentioned him. What will his uh, legacy be? I mean, at this stage, not looking likely the Hurricanes have got the right mix to win it this year. So how does he leave the franchise? Uh, uh, Not probably in the place where he found it, I don't think, unfortunately. Um, It's it's, it's a team that's been stacked with talent, which obviously had a few deficiencies uh, when he took over. Obviously, the, 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 the Hurricanes lost 
a lot of IP when John Plumtree left and then Bowden Barrett. Uh, not sorry, but uh, Bowden Barrett then John Plumtree left in, in reasonably quick succession. So he did have to inherit a, a bit of a rebuild job. But really, the talent has been there for this Hurricanes team to be doing a lot better than what I think that they've they've achieved. Especially considering this year. Uh, they had the best draw, uh, friendliest draw out of any team um, to start the season. And it's looking like they may well finish with three losses in a row in the, in the regular season. And I think that Jason Holland really kind of has to take a bit of the blame uh, for that, uh, that he hasn't managed to be able to transfer what that, that opportunity into a solid at least second place behind behind the Chiefs and, and some sort of home ground advantage take, coming into the playoffs. I don't want to sort of dwell on it too much, but it is kind of hard to ignore the fact that he'd obviously had the All Black gig on his mind for obviously throughout the season, and then when it was confirmed, and the correlation between that and the Hurricanes' results kind of can't really be ignored um, too much. So I, I, I'm kind of disappointed because it feels like he was treating this job like a stepping stone. Uh, all along, and um, that to me, as as again, it's not entirely his fault because the the environment that has been created by Test rugby and the fact that's where you want to be going, and once you're in into a Test rugby co- coaching job, you're not you're not getting out of it. You know, it's hard to hard to really uh, break out of that environment. So he's got he's managed to do what's best for his career, which is get his foot in the door with the All Blacks, and after that, he can pretty much take any job of. That, uh, that he wants, so that good for him for doing that. But at the same time, it, it, it's it's not right. It doesn't feel right. It, it, it feels like the Chiefs seem to have got it right with Clayton McMillan, where they've got a guy who is 100% committed to Chiefs rugby, and it's showing. You know that's why that team is, is is top top of the table. Why they've managed to assemble a very strong group of players uh, that is going to be able to attract more more. Uh, talent over the years coming up because people want to win. You know, that's where they want to go. It's the same reason why the Crusaders have been so good uh, for so long. And for the Hurricanes to just sort of jump from one coach to another, uh, you know, and uh, it just kind of feels like they're not really thinking long term around this. Uh, and it's just been, unfortunately, a little bit symptomatic of the way that team's been for its for most of its existence. It, it says a lot that the most successful period of Hurricanes rugby there was, was when they promoted from within. You know, they got Chris Boyd, a guy who was a, a local man who worked his way up through the club scene, um, very, very successful at club level, um, went on to coach the Wellington NPC team, uh, and then became Hurricanes coach. And they made the final the first year as coach, and they won it the, the second year. And then he felt like there were no pathways available for him here, and so he, he left. And the Hurricanes have just kind of been bouncing around ever since and relying on a lot of individual talent to get them to where they are. So, you know, I think that it's just kind of ironic that the one time they actually did what you would kind of presume would be the traditional way of, of, of appointing a coach, they've had the most success and, and now they're kind of going away with going away from it again. No, no, slight on Clark Laidlaw. He you know, he, he may well end up being a fantastic super rugby coach. But you know, they've gone out and got a guy who has been coaching sevens for the last bit the for most of the last decade. 
and I don't really know how that translates into uh, being a top candidate for being a 15-a-side coach. It's interesting before, and I've already on uh, what you've been saying, Patty has texted in and said, um, Rob, uh, Rob Penny, Jamie uh, mentioned Rob Penny. Now, uh, I looked up uh, Rob Penny. He had a, a stint uh, with the Waratahs, which I don't think from memory was super successful. What makes him a good fit at the, the Crusaders? Because I don't see, according to what I'm looking at, he's done a lot of coaching since. Oh, he's been up in Japan um, for, for quite a while. He was uh, he was definitely up there during the last World Cup because I remember seeing him, seeing him there. He was... Uh, he, so, I mean... I think when I when I say he's he's a good fit, I mean that's where he's from, you know. Like that's what he uh, he was the Canterbury NPC coach uh, a while ago, and he's a he's a local local guy. So that's that's where I'm coming from on that. Um, I might I might be wrong. Don't you know? They they may well um, just elevate one of their assistant coaches I've got down there because if there's one thing the Crusaders have been able to do uh, very well off the field, it's create this coaching pathway system um, that's built in where they almost even have a an academy for, for coaches to come over and um, improve their game. And we saw that with um, Ron Nogara, who's, who came over, had a, had a season with the with the Crusaders and has gone back and now is one of the most sought-after coaches uh, in, in the European club, um, club scene. So I think that, you know, there's, there's a few options on the table there. The reason I said his name is because uh, I just figured because he was a, he was a local man and... and, and just seems a kind of similar mould to what they've, what the sort of coaches that they've had in the past, and Scott Robertson and Todd Blackheader and so on. So, you know that that's why that's why his name came up. But as far as the Blues go, I, I really have no idea because uh, I would have thought it would be either Joe Schmidt or Dave Rennie that they would have been going after, and they did. Um, but neither of them want to do it. So I'm not really sure where they go from here either. Right, though, uh, let's look at the the, uh, the injury side of things at the moment. Um, and um, pretty much everyone is copying it, but the Crusaders through and through, and I, I see they've pulled in Ryan Crotty into training this week. Oh, well, that's new to me. They've really got the dad's army thing going on. Uh, great to see Ryan Crotty if he, if he does get back on. I mean, the, the fact that John Afar uh, was playing for them on the weekend is, is astounding, really. I mean, the guy's... Well, just under 40, uh, but you know he did the job. Um, I, I think that injuries are just they're just a part of a part of life. Like if you look at the way that it was, and it's certainly nothing new, because if you look at the way things were last year, uh, where you not only had injuries but you also had COVID uh, playing its role in everything. Um, I think the Hurricanes used something like just under 60 players um, last year, and were calling up guys. Uh, the day before games to, to into their squad, so it's not a new situation for for some of these teams. Um, for the Crusaders, I think that given their history of success and everything, they've probably got a good foundation to be able to just bring guys in, especially guys like Ryan Crotty who've been there before, uh, to be able to slot them in and and do a job uh, for them. Um, but yeah, I mean. Come finals, it's if if they are really short on tight forwards or front rows, I think it is. Then it is going to catch up with them at some point. Um, but yeah, injuries are just that's just a fact of sport. Everyone gets injuries, you know. So every team that that loses gets injuries. Every team that wins gets injuries. So it's just how well you can you can manage it. And the Crusaders is obviously going for um, <clears throat> experience uh, w- with the guys that they're calling up, and um, that's 
you know, probably a pretty good way to look at it, I think. Where does Moana Pacifica go then? Because obviously we're looking at the, the third year coming up. Two largely unsuccessful years. I mean, you're always going to give the new franchises, um, cut them some slack because they have to bed themselves in and, and develop every in every way, really. But now, where do they go now? Great question. I and I don't. I'm not sure I can really answer it. I, I think that we're going to have to wait until the end of the season to really kind of know what. Um, which isn't that far away, to be fair. When we can actually get some answers out of them to sort of know where they're at. The most, um, the most uh, interesting thing for them is that the rumours that they're not even going to be able to play at Mount Smart um, next year because of the uh, the cost of of having to hire it out and the fact that they're not getting anyone there. And the rumours are that they're going to have to go and play at somewhere like Trust Stadium out in Waitakere, which is uh, not where you'd think um, a top level rugby match should be should be held. Well, a Super Rugby match anyway. Uh, and and so it's stuff like that that makes you wonder like is this sustainable? Um, what's 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 anyone getting out of it? I mean the Crusaders are happy because they've got a, they've just had a a really good centre um, developed for them that they're, they're getting next year and Levi Almore. Um, whether they can go to the market and get a coach if the Blues are struggling to find someone, how hard is it for them? Because they're not going to be able to pay them as much, and they're certainly not going to have the players uh, to be able to. Um, uh, you know, challenge for for a championship, not next year anyway, unless someone comes in with a lot of money and is able to entice a bunch of All Blacks to go and play for them. And then even that causes problems because the whole point of why they're there is to develop players for um, the Pacific Islands. So it, there's no easy answer as to either what they're going to do or where they're going to go uh, because I think that like a lot of things to do with... Um, you know, New Zealand rugby initiatives um, in this space, they've kind of painted themselves into a corner a bit. So, yeah, to answer your question, I, 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 I can't tell you. And I think that what it's going to need is some real honesty from the people running that, running that show uh, to really kind of help the public and the media get a handle on what sort of narratives need to be driven in order for this this project to become a success because there are, you know, it, while it hasn't gone as well as it, as uh, people would have thought it would have, it can, you know, it can work. Uh, you look at the Fiji and Drua and yes, it's a different setup and, 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 you know, it's, it's run out of Fiji and they have all this talent to, to pick from and they have a lot of support over there. But at the same time, you know, they're a new entity and they've done pretty well. You know, they're looking like they're going to make the playoffs this year. They've played some really good rugby Whenever they play or whenever their highlights are on, you want to watch them. You know, they've, they've become a brand that's associated with uh, entertainment. And there's no reason why Minor Pacifica can't be that either. Jamie Wall, fantastic um, analysis there of the, the situation. I'm with you. Um, I think uh, the Clark Laidlaw appointment is an interesting one. Um, but it's another experiment for the Hurricanes to get through. So um, well done on that. Uh, thanks very much for making yourself available, Jamie, and we'll just see, uh, looking forward, what the next uh, group of appointments will be. Have a terrific day, mate. Thank you. No worries, Smithy. Cheers.